0: I like that that you brought that up because obviously it was there for a long time because you didn't do it Mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there, some who may hear this, who may have incredible talent, even not just in music, but in anything. And the hardest part as a human being is to start. Just do that first fucking thing and just being like, I don't care if it's terrible or Mm -hmm. great. Just do it and then build on it. That pressure, though, to get there that ever freak you the fuck out
1: yeah all the time
0: oh hello there what's going on everybody today we have a little bit of a different episode for you instead of just listening to me talk forever we're going to be joined in studio for a conversation with my cousin sydney DiBernardo. Sydney is basically like my pseudo sister grew up with her same town whole nine and she is a fucking brilliant brilliant singer and musician and for 22 years the one thing she wouldn't do was write music begged her for a long time tried to I knew she had the talent for it tried to work with her and get her to do it and Eventually, you know, it's it's kind of up to somebody if, if they're going to do it or not to decide for themselves. And boy, she fucking did, man. Started writing a few months ago now, and what's come out so far is amazing. I'm looking forward to people getting a chance to hear, hear what she's been creating. But if you've listened at all, you know, obviously I'm a big music junkie, love this stuff, and I think creativity of any kind is a pretty amazing thing, and I'm pretty fucking into it. But today we just sat down, talked about her background with music, how she views the creative process, how she got herself going, writing, among many other topics. And to close, she's going to perform the first song she ever wrote for us. And I'd highly suggest you listen because it's awesome. So you know what it is, I'm Julian Dory. this is Trendify. Let's go. This is one of the great questions in our culture. Where is the news? You're giving opinions and calling them facts. feel me? Everyone understands this, but few seem to do it. If you don't like the status quo, start
2: asking questions. Song, well, you up
0: in these sheets that one, mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. i was like wow <laughs> i went and
0: listened to that song and it's so it this the whole song is like one speed yeah it, it's like she just kind of woke up and was like all right i'm feeling a couple lyrics let's let's fuck around and mm. do some magic right
1: yeah
0: and uh what what else are you liking right now
1: um the juice world album i really love a couple songs mm-hmm. there um gonna be honest i gave taylor swift folklore like i really went into it with an open mind i'm not typically a taylor swift um like a swifty like a big fan Mm -hmm. but um i was like i like you know the more chill style music and i went into it with an open mind and something about it i just don't like it yeah i don't know like i think i think when i'm in that mindset to listen to that kind of music i want to hear a voice like hozier or um like city in color or like a more
0: What, what do you mean that kind of music
1: Like, chill, more singer-songwriter, like, folky influences, that kind of stuff. Like, when I'm in that kind of mood, I want to listen to someone with a voice that, like, has that, and that's their main focus. When I think of Taylor—when I hear Taylor's voice on these songs, it just—it sounds like Taylor Swift. It doesn't sound like the, like, singer-songwriter folk thing that I think she was trying to go for. Which, I guess, it is classified as that kind of music, but for me, I just hear that it's Taylor Swift.
0: So you're saying you almost— Without knowing exactly what the lyrics are going to be obviously, you can almost guess what the vibe of the songs are going to be ahead of time and you don't like that, that. Not
1: even. No, I I well, first of all, she kind of made it known that this album was going to be different and the cover is like in the woods and stuff, so you could kind of get a gist of what it was going to be, but when I heard it and like f- tried to listen to a few of the songs, I just couldn't get into that mindset cuz I was in Taylor Swift mode because her voice mm-hmm. is just so it's obviously so distinct and like I don't know. It, it just wasn't my vibe. I don't
0: know. Now, did you really go in with an open mind?
1: Yes. No, I really did. I was like, oh my gosh, this is so different. I love this kind of music.
0: <sighs> open mind. Open mind. <laughs> open
1: mind. I like, put it on while I was doing stuff in the morning, like excited actually to listen to it, which usually doesn't happen with me and Taylor Swift. But um, yeah, I just ended up not liking it. Although I haven't listened to the full thing, I will say, but I've listened to probably five or six songs and I just, it's
0: not my fate. Now, Taylor is a megastar. Obviously. And even more so than, you know, the Chelsea Cutlers of the world, like Mm -hmm. you were talking about earlier. Every time she comes out with music, the expectation is Billboard Top 10. Mm -hmm. So when they're and I don't know because I'm not in there, but when they're creating this music, that's the pressure. I mean, I did hear from somebody who I think would know that they're putting 50 million dollars behind every album she puts out Mm -hmm. just in marketing. So the machine of her brand and her name is going to help already and she feels like she's got to create that basic verse chorus verse chorus final chorus done pop song that's going to hit and is going to be bopped at all the parties and you know by all your basic teenage girls. I mean is that does that affect how you approach the music and how much respect you have for it because you kind of know that going in?
1: Yeah, obviously I re- like revere her and, and I think she's uber talented um In her songwriting abilities, I think that's what really sets her apart. Um, And yeah. Wait, so
0: you like her songwriting?
1: I enjoy, I like her songwriting. I'm not like a big, I will not, will usually not play her songs voluntarily, but if they come on and they're big hits, obviously I know them. Um, And I, I admire her songwriting from the beginning and on and how she's been so versatile and everything. But um, I don't know. It's it's not always my cup of tea.
0: Interesting. Her style. What do you like about her songwriting?
1: Um, I like that it's honest, and I like that she tells a story. She obviously started in mm-hmm. kind of a country background, and I'm a big country music fan because of the storytelling. That's how does this part happen,
0: by the way? How did what? Uh, like all these girls from New Jersey? are Like I'm the biggest country music fan oh my ever. Gosh. It's like what, what what happened in your childhood? Like it's it's fucking New Jersey.
1: Well, first of all, we're, I'm in, from South Jersey, so. I right next to farmland. Oh God! <laughs> but um, I actually got that question a ton when I was at school in Kansas. They're like, "Do you even listen to country music in New Jersey?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's huge." Beach please. I don't know why. <laughs> I, maybe the concerts were so fun. That,
0: you know what? It. No, that's a good point.
1: It's a good beach vibe, I think.
0: Mm. A lot, it's I, I obviously would buy that. associated
1: with summer and like good vibes, having having a beer on the beach. And who doesn't like that?
0: What about like a little bit of Rolling Stones or? Led Zeppelin on the beach, <laughs> not your speed.
1: Not my speed. I wouldn't put it on. I, I didn't think so.
0: <laughs> I didn't think so. I like. You know what? I, like I go all over the place on the beach. I I could see bumping the classic rock, little Bob Marley, anything that's today too, just because yeah. it's it's relevant. But yeah. no, I I buy that. I mean, country's got a very. I was talking about it in another episode I just shot with Adam, but country's got a very dancing in the barn kind of vibe. Mm. I mean, not to oversimplify it, it but. It's it's also... I got a lot of respect for it. I I definitely listen to more than I used to, mm-hmm. but it's it's come a long way from the days where I feel like when I was growing up, it was very often you knew what the song was going to be. It was going to be about, like, dancing, drinking, or, you know, yeah, whatever. It, it's, it, it was always going to be the same thing, and now it's got more range to it. And right. people forget, to your point, that that's where Taylor came from.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also think country music is kind of... It's you know America's roots, and I think no matter where you're from in America, I think everyone can connect with that and the you know hometown feeling and small town. I don't know something about it.
0: Yeah, they I'm they probably sure
1: brought... pockets that don't listen to country music because they can't relate. I don't know, maybe. Hey,
0: I don't even think I heard or kept a country song on for more than thirty seconds so I went to college, and I was kind of forced to listen to some of it. But mm-hmm. definitely, yeah. Why? <sighs> I mean, I had such a weird journey in music growing up. I I
1: remember, no, this is what you were like growing up. Okay. You you only listened to like Tupac and Frank Sinatra and Biggie and all (laughs) that stuff.
0: Like, awareness and not i know well
1: it's fitting <laughs> no only you would only listen to like the classics and like obviously timeless timeless people but then i would i would bring a song to be like oh my god you hear this song like it's so good and you like poo-pooed every single like modern song that I. those are say. my days it so where good. it's like yo
0: the mainstream man the mainstream's exactly. where the devil is you can't can't live in that box
1: you didn't want to be in the mainstream and now look at you all you listen to is billboard top well not I'll give you more credit than that. So it's not to. all you listen to at all, but most of the time when you're like, when I hear you play music, it's like, like hip pop songs. And I'm like, how how? The I don't think happened? you're
0: listening enough. I'm all over the place. Okay. I mean, I, I really. It's fun. funny just because we shot this episode on this. Literally, Adam was here like three days ago, and we did this. But it's it's amazing to me how music is just such a mood. You can you can shift like I will be sitting here one minute and I will want this upbeat like music cocaine in my veins mm-hmm. and I want something with a producer that is just taking me out of my seat like Galantis or something like that mm-hmm. and then the next minute I might want Dean Martin mm-hmm. like it's so weird and it's actually a really good point though because maybe I have more of a feeling with it because I am so all over the board but. I don't know, that's for other people to decide, like if they can relate to this. But when you play music, you can chemically affect how you are feeling at any given time on any given day. Mm-hmm. Even when you're like hungover as fuck, you can still have an effect on it by just, and you can't always know exactly what the song or what the genre or what artist or what exactly you're gonna play, but you can know like, All right, if I play enough here and I just kind of keep rolling with it, bob my head a little bit, keep going, at some point, at some point, that note's gonna hit on that song, you don't know where it is, and boom. I mean, your whole day can change. And sometimes it goes back afterwards, but at the moment, you get that rush. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about?
1: Yeah, I know what you're talking about I while you were saying that I was kind of remembering something that I I've never been good at making playlists like mood playlists. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big thing in like high school and in college, especially you're making like the pregame playlist or you're making like a sad playlist or something. I've never been good at curating those and making those. I'll listen to them, but for some reason I I feel like that's a special skill like that DJs have that like know the feeling and know the mood that they're going for. Know exactly the songs that they want to like that emulate mm-hmm. that and like it just pops in their head. I just don't have that. I don't know what it is. no,
0: it's 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 a real it's a real talent, yeah, I, I mean i I know the guys who do, and it's it's amazing, and I struggle with that too. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people do, but it's it's funny, and I kind of like this, you know, with machines coming in all over the place in our world. but I would say even the artificial intelligence bots running on these apps, which they're very, very good for certain things. but with the playlists, I find yeah. Very hit or miss. You know, they're not... Point being, the the friends you know who have the ability to just hit the fucking playlist, right? Oh, they can run circles around those bots all day. Mm-hmm. And it's so true because it sets the whole mood.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, you, you're you in a place with five, six, seven people or 50 people and you play the wrong song?
1: Phew, yeah.
0: So man, that's how the party kill. ends. Yeah, That's how the party ends. So, I want to turn the conversation, actually, though.
1: Okay.
0: Now... You've been a singer your whole life, right?
1: Indeed. Yeah, since I was seven.
0: Since you were seven. Yep. But you were singing in the shower before then.
1: No, I was singing on stage.
0: You never sang in the shower.
1: Oh, I always always sing in the shower. So yes. So yes. Okay. But when I say seven, I was in musical theater, and then that kind of evolved into choir, and then classical lessons, and then I was in a rock band, and then I minored in music, and so I've always been doing music but now is kind of a new chapter for me in terms of like doing my own music and and figuring out who I am as a solo artist
0: and you're 22
1: 22 almost 23
0: okay (laughs) what changed now and and for a little background when you say now you're trying to move to being a solo artist what does that comprise of are you are you mostly out playing live and playing covers, or are you really trying to dig into your own spirit and the creative flows you have to create music yourself?
1: Yeah, the latter. So I've I've been trying to write my own music now, um, where for years I've been singing other people's music and in my band we were singing original music, but I didn't do the writing, so I was just you know singing someone else's vision there, and then. Um, when I was in college, I would play at bars and play covers and then do open mics and different things. And I was always just doing covers. And I don't know, at some point, I think one of the turning points that made me realize it was like, you're never going to get anywhere just playing covers. I can play covers all I want in as many restaurants and bars as I want. It's not really going to get me anywhere. Um, And then in terms of writing and like what really inspired that, I think for so many years, I thought that I had to be like, a really good piano player, a really good guitar player in order to, like, know the melodies to play and, like, really formulate a song that I would I would deem, like, impressive or, like, I I wouldn't be, like, embarrassed of, I guess, like, finding the right chords for it and everything. And then um, I kind of, I don't know, I, I just kind of threw that out the window and started realizing how simple songs start and how simple they can be. Mm-hmm. Even the biggest hits in the world have, like, their songs that comprised of two chords like it's it's not Mm -hmm. that hard um and then in quarantine honestly i i started picking up the guitar more i had so much more time on my hands and i kind of just just kind of happened i was like playing around on guitar and found some i found one chord that i didn't i had no idea what it was i just you know like played it and i was like oh that sounds that sounds okay and then i played it with a chord that i did know and it just turned into a progression that i was like i think this could be a song then i just kind of like ran with it for my first song
0: no, I, I love that point you make about simplicity with the music and pointing out that some of the major hits can have one chord or two chords and it's very repeatable, but obviously megastars, many of them, like some of the ones you're thinking of in your head, the Taylor Swifts of the world, mm-hmm. they have songwriters and they, they write their own songs too, but they have people working with them all the time to create the perfect sound engineered
3: mm-hmm.
0: chord progression, et cetera. But especially when you're coming up
3: mm-hmm.
0: and when you're not a megastar, there's much more of an impetus on you to create that thing from scratch. Yeah. And yet you see artists all the time. And it's not just music. It's with anything. What we tend to do as humans, especially when we have a talent in something, is we take things that we create and we start at a base that's beautiful. And then we're not satisfied. hmm And we keep going, and we build on top of it, we make it more and more complex. And the farther and farther we go, the more we lose the soul of exactly what it was we created in the first place.
1: Yeah.
0: That's a danger with music.
1: Mm -hmm. I heard a quote that kind of was another like Kickstarter in this that was like, if you, the best songs are the ones that you can strip down and just play with an instrument and a vocal, and Mm. it's still good and it still hits and, you know, gets the same feeling across.
0: Is that your attitude? So when when you go in to say like, okay, I'm feeling the juices right now, I want to create. Is your attitude very much like that? Like, let's just start with my voice and then I'll build whatever one instrument I need from there and then leave it there and then figure out if there's something later.
1: Um, Well, first of all, it's super new. So I'm kind of playing around with different styles and approaches. Sometimes, well, for my first song, like I said, it was more of me finding the chord progression and the melody and then putting my vocals on top and, and figuring out from there, like the feeling and the lyrics, and then the structure and different things like that. So th- that started with, with a couple of chords that I thought were sounded nice together. And then, but I've also like had songs where I have a lyric or an idea that I want to build something off of. But again, I'm not like, I'm not super good at guitar or piano. I kind of just can get by and I can figure it out. So it's the process of figuring out sometimes that is, that takes a while and like, so it it goes both ways, I guess. Is the sh- the short answer.
0: What do you mean you're not good at guitar or piano? You, you don't think you're solid at playing those?
1: No.
0: I mean, I've heard you play.
1: I know. I, well, I I so I grew up like taking piano lessons and I hated it, so I didn't <laughs> practice a ton. And I feel like that was not a wash at all. But why'd you like, hate I, it? I I think anything that like really feels like work and I have to put a lot of effort and practice mm. it, I just it makes me not want to do it.
0: You like the spontaneity of self-motivation
1: yeah yeah and when i'm like feeling like playing piano i'm feeling like playing piano i'll sit there for hours and just do it but if i like my mom would sit and tell me to practice for an hour every day and i'd be like i don't want to do that so um
0: it's funny how we're like that as humans
1: i know um but so the same goes for for piano and guitar i just like i can't play by ear or anything like that but um i minored in music at college and i took a few music theory courses. and um, what,
0: What's in those courses? I'm just curious. I've never asked. Like when, when people say music, music theory, theory, they're like, oh, I took music theory. I'm like, oh, cool, man. All right, oh music, right?
1: Yeah. So um, it's actually funny. My dad took that as an elective thinking it'd be easy, like the theory <laughs> of music. It's like, it's literally another language. Like you're learning how to read music on a page and the structure of chords and inversions and all this other stuff a lot of it, which I have forgotten, but it definitely like rebuilt that foundation that I had from taking lessons when I was younger. And so then I got more comfortable with playing around with things because I was kind of forced to in in class. And, um, so I figured out, you know, I don't know. I just learned little, little different, um, not tactics, like, I don't know, the structure, the basic structure of chords and how to like build build a song or build a chord progression I learned and then so now I take that and use it um, as best as I can.
0: Did you build any songs during that course?
1: Build like write songs? Yeah. Yeah. yeah during those courses you yeah. did? Not myself. I usually was in a group.
0: Did they ever get created?
1: Like like or full Yeah. I think we wrote like the one that I remember is a Jurassic Park. It was a scene of a movie, and it was like two minutes or three minutes. And they muted the sound to the movie, and we had to write a song over top of it. That was a cool thing, but it was
0: that is a cool project. Mm -hmm. So it 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 makes you it makes you match the plot line too. So you have you have a box you got to stay in on that.
1: Mm -hmm. And that well yeah, and then it had to like match yeah some of the other music in the film and different things. It had to like emulate.
0: But that's way that's different from making your own music. Right. When you make your own music, there is no box. You go wherever wherever the motivation is. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned a little bit of your progression with music throughout your life and just kind of went through the whole thing, like a laundry list. But to put it more like on a timeline, you left a rock band when you were how old?
1: It was right before my senior year of college, so 19.
0: Or 20, something like that. 20, 20, 21, 20, somewhere in there. Okay, so two, three years ago. Right. And at the time, you were saying that any music you guys created that you performed that was original, mm-hmm. you didn't write.
1: Yes, so my bandmates were more of the writers, and they had um, a very specific vision for the music. Um,
0: and you didn't fuck with that vision?
1: No. Uh, it was so they they did a um, a concept album. So are you familiar with what that is? Nope. So they wrote a story, and this was a fictional story. It had a lot of things to do with like space and different things. And um, so they wrote this story, and then they wrote songs to correspond with the story. Um, and another thing is that like hard rock isn't my music of choice usually. Um, and they had more of like a punk influence and like hard rock and. Um, Definitely some pop influence and um, electronic in there as well, and so there were obviously elements that I liked, and I I, I liked being in the band because especially because it was a different style from anything I've done, so I I learned a ton. Um, but yeah, it wasn't in the end, it wasn't my my style, and I it also was someone else's vision, so I was like singing something that you know, meant like really nothing to me. It wasn't yours. Yeah. Yeah, it was also a fictional story. There wasn't, like, there was definitely emotion in it, of course, but it wasn't, like, I don't know, as relatable as, like, me writing something.
0: I think a lot of people who aren't musicians themselves, obviously, everyone loves music, or mo- at least most people with a pulse love music of some sort. But everyone who's not a musician, I'm not sure that they understand that it's not just as simple as, okay, you have the ability to play this instrument or sing in this octave or that octave whatever okay here's here's a piece of music that matches what you do. go do it mm-hmm. it's not like that like you can't you can't go just turn on that spigot whenever you want mm-hmm. and make it sound with that emotion and bass and tone that makes you different than other people. so when you were making this music and you did it for I don't know, three, four years, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did it get to a point where you realize, you know what? I'm listening to myself sing and I you know, it's probably fine, but I don't think it's even very good because I'm yeah. just my heart's not in it.
1: For sure, for sure. Um in the studio it was a little bit different than live performance. I think in live performances I kinda got lost in like just trying to be the best performance performer I could, rather than, you know, emoting in that in that way. But yeah, I mean overall it was just my heart wasn't in it, and it was evident through my um, vocals.
0: Did the crowds ever get you into it, though? Like, just having people there who were yeah, clearly like, wow, she's great
1: Yeah, getting into it? Yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know if people—you've been to the—you were at the shows. Could you tell that there was a disconnect between me and the vibe, or did you—I don't know.
0: For one thing, those guys all had talent.
1: Mm-hmm. They were all
0: good. But they didn't have your talent. It, w- it was there was a little disconnect, and that would be fine. Like people look at No Doubt and they go, "Well, the band didn't have Gwen's talent yet." Duh, right? Yeah. They were still really fucking good. Right, 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 right. The thing was, with the exception of the one guy who did some vocals with you, everyone was playing an instrument.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And to your point, it was a very hard rock, punk rock vibe,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and they drowned you out all the time and i would watch people in the crowd be like almost like shut up like we want to hear that Mm -hmm. and you'd be belting it and we could make it out but there's fucking two basses, two electronic guitars like a loud organ going on and it's like dude
1: and that's absolutely like yeah it's something that i recognize too and I I guess my justification for it at the time, I didn't probably speak up as much as I should have about it, but um, was that it comes with the nature of the genre that we were kind of singing, that it's kind of just a lot of loud noise sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I guess I just figured that was, you know, what they were going for, and they were creating the music at the time. So I was like, if if that was their vision, that was their vision. Um, Not that I, like, didn't have a say, but kind of, because I, it wasn't, I don't know. It wasn't mine.
0: Well, what would have your vision been if you had a chance to inject what you wanted to do on that band leveraging their talents? I mean, they were good.
1: Yeah, they were, they're were they great. They still are a band, and they're great. But um, at the time, I was not a songwriter at all and was very new to even, like, being around a songwriting process or anything like that. So I don't even know at the time, like what direction I would have, you know, like taken it in, but as far as the vibe of the band in my head, I always thought that what made us stand out was kind of the juxtaposition of the type of music we were playing, our look, our um, you know, our sound, our vibe, and then my voice, which is kind of more refined. I I'm saying more I don't my voice is kind of unlike a lot of those in in that genre and that space that I've heard at least, so I thought it was kind of um, that's what made us a little bit different and a little bit off the cuff in terms of that kind of music um, was my like more kind of clear and um, I guess refined might be a good word like refined voice on top of all the like what was happening. It's
0: more of a it's more of a traditional voice. You're more you're uh, a yes. lot you're a lot closer to Birdie than you are to Stevie Nicks. Yeah. Both great voices. Right. But Stevie Nicks knows how to put the juice out like she's banging her head against the wall. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. not what you it's not do. Really,
1: yeah, it's not my my forte. So um, I always liked that part of it. And I wanted to showcase that more and kind of emphasize that more. Um, but, I mean, in the end, it, they just started going down more of a path that was kind of away from that. And it just didn't make sense. Yeah, it didn't make sense.
0: But now that was two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And you didn't write music right away. And you didn't write for a couple years. And you mentioned you didn't do it until quarantine. And then even in quarantine, you know, quarantine started mid-fucking-March. Jesus right. Christ. Actually, that was a long, long time ago. Yeah. But you didn't really start writing until, I guess, like mid-May. Yeah. Was there, like, a moment where you said, fuck, man, like... I haven't been doing this. Now I'm not doing it during the most optimal time ever. Like, fuck it. Just go.
1: Yeah. I feel like the phases of quarantine, I kind of went through the typical, like, at first I was like working from home and had mm-hmm. so much time on my hands and I was like... Netflix. Know, ex- yeah. <laughs> I was kind of chilling, taking a breather. I literally thought we were going to be in quarantine for a week. I was like, oh my God, we going to work <laughs> from home for a week. It's going to be so nice. Like, take a little break. Yeah. And obviously it has not progressed into that, but... um. Yeah, so at first I was kind of like just lounging, taking time to like relax and decompress more than I usually do and just like be more of a homebody than usual and like veg. But um, then I got to the point where I was like, this this is going to be a lot uh, longer than I expected. So I want to do something productive. Um, and so I just picked up my guitar and I started doing that more often. And um, as I did that, like I said, I found I ended up finding chords and and well, I'll back up. So how I started with that was I I've had my guitar for forever. I just d- didn't play it often, and then um, I in quarantine started looking up songs and playing more covers and kind of just putting them out on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. Um, and some of them started involving the guitar. So then I got more familiar with chords and um, you know strumming patterns and the different things that come along with like learning guitar, and then. As I mentioned before, I I just kind of stumbled upon a chord progression that I was like, this makes sense. I've never heard anything like this before. Like, I think it could be a good song. And so I have obviously felt the pressure for a little bit of I want a song, right? I just don't know where to start. And then once I kind of found that chord progression, I was like, this might be like an opportunity for me to just like try to write a song.
0: Did that pressure, I like that, that you brought that up. Because obviously it was there for a long time because he didn't do it Mm -hmm. for a long time. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people out there, some who may hear this, who may have incredible talent. even Not just in music, but in anything. And the hardest part as a human being is to start. Just do that first fucking thing and just being like, I don't care if it's terrible or Mm -hmm. great. Just do it and then build on it. That pressure, though, to get there that ever freak you the fuck out
1: yeah all the time i mean that's why i didn't start for so long is because i i would think about something like a concept or some lyrics and i never thought like they were good enough or i would think of a chord progression like this is so basic like i'm not going to do something that's you know this like stupid in my mind i was like why would i even do this whatever so then i think and once i was kind of building my confidence with guitar and i I was, you know, playing with those courts, trying to figure out where to go from there. I um, just kind of took the pressure off myself and said, if I want to start, it, it's going to be bad. And, and back to another quote, it was like, your first, um, I don't know, your first whatever is going to be bad. As long as you keep going, it'll get better. And I was like, you know what? That's That's true. I'm just going to say, like, screw it. I'm going to throw spaghetti at the wall, see what sticks. And then from there, I mean, my first song, I think, ended up being, like, kind of good because because I did that. And I said, I'm not going to try to be super eloquent with my lyrics. I'm not going to try to, like, say something that is um, ingenuine or untrue. I'm just going to say exactly what I'm, like, feeling. And then... Try to make some sense of it and just like see what happens.
0: Well, you you had said you would either start with the chord progressions in the past or a mm-hmm. couple of lyrics, and you didn't think it was good. But when you started with lyrics in the past,
1: mm-hmm.
0: was it random lyrics or was it drawn from something highly personal to you? Was that always the oh, case? Yeah, always. Okay.
1: Yeah. And then even something with with my first song that I was like struggling with was how am I going to make this relatable and I think you were the one that said Mm. it doesn't have to be relatable it just has to be real and then I was like okay and then because obviously real is relatable right exactly and emotion that's the whole point of music is to relate in human emotion and so if I if I can tell my side which is obviously very specific to me and I don't it's not everyone is going to go through that the emotions are still there and the emotions are still the same and everyone feels emotion so
0: Yeah, I always bring up the song, and it's an extreme, extreme example. But "Dance with the Devil" by Immortal Technique, which is this six-seven minute ballad, it just made me think of that with with that answer you gave, because there is a song. If if people haven't heard that, it's intense. I mean, it's it's. I haven't heard it. It almost makes me sick to discuss what it's about, but. The short end of it is it's about a kid who feels a lot of pressure. His mom loves him, but he's constantly getting in trouble. And he gets older. He feels the pressure. It gets to him. He turns to crime. And then he gets involved with this crew. And they run around and rape women. And then eventually they, you know, get to his mom. And I remember my first time hearing that song. And, I mean, I can't fucking relate to that. It was right. it was an urban story mm-hmm. about one of the craziest edible, basically scenarios you could ever imagine mm-hmm. but it has an effect on you mm-hmm. and even though you couldn't do it and then a less serious example obviously like mona lisa another rap song by lil wayne about robbing people and shit like we can't relate to that we don't do that but the way they paint the words and tell the story it's like fuck mm-hmm wow and Mm -hmm. it just makes your whole vibe go silent and those are more extreme examples and they're way off the end of things but for you relatable is about what's the mood of the song Mm -hmm. is the song happy like start there is it happy or is it
2: sad
1: yeah that's where i kind of start when i find a chord progression or a, a pairing of chords that i like i'm like what what does this make me feel right off the bat And then sometimes I'll play with it and try to, you know, do the opposite and make it more interesting that way. But if a certain song is, like, screaming this emotion, then I just kind of run with that and try to think of a time or or relate to it as what I'm going through at the moment or, you know, whatever it is to, to write to it.
0: What about the creative juices, though? Do you do anything to get them going or is it very much spur of the moment to get into the flow?
1: It's usually spur of the moment. I've found, again, I'm very new at this, but I have found so far that when I sit down and, like, I'm like, okay, at 9 o'clock I'm going to sit down at the piano. I'm going to try to, like, finish this one concept or idea that I've been thinking about. It usually doesn't end up happening because either – the one example I'm thinking of it was like kind of a more somber song and I was like in such a good mood that day and I was like I just can't get into this like vibe right now I can't get into this mood right now it's gonna be so and then I would try to throw out lyrics I'm like that's so stupid like (laughs) I don't know it just it didn't it didn't feel authentic at that at that point so then I would you know try to go a new direction and write kind of what I was feeling at the moment so it really is kind of dependent on like my mood or like what I'm feeling at the time One thing I haven't done yet, but I've been thinking about is um, looking back at like pictures or like notes or something that that bring me back to a certain time and back to a certain time frame and will put me in like the mood that I'm going for or that that I originally started the song in or whatever. Um, And I feel like that would be helpful if I really like dig, dig into those. But TBD.
0: Whenever something's being created, there's some kind of precedent. Right. Like even if you're building something new, but if you're making music, music's been made before, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of songs out there. Mm -hmm. And so what do we hear? We hear the ones publicly that make it, Mm -hmm. so to speak. And it's so easy to immediately think something sucks because in your mind, you're not just comparing it to that music you've heard before that might be relatable to this or comparable to this. You're also comparing it to a finished product and comparing it to all the moments in your head you can remember where not just you were listening to the song and wowed by it in the gym, at home, whatever. But where you're listening to it with friends and they feel their own way with the experience with the song, but they feel something too. Mm-hmm. And so then you compare what you are about to create to that at its infancy before it's even right. carved out of the stone.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think that's something I've yeah had to overcome and like... I obviously now that I've started songwriting, listen to songs in a new way, and so.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: Like I, I hear, I hear, I hear the lyrics differently. I try to listen for all the sounds that are that are in the song. Um, you know what what instruments are involved, different things like that. To to see, now when I start my songs, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm gonna start this way. But if I were to build it, this is what it might sound like in the future, so that I can kind of get a better picture of. What the end result could be, even though I'm starting at a more like, I'm going I'm to start it genuine, but if I'm going to, if I want to make this like a hit or something, what what might I add to, to get to that spot? I don't know. That might not make sense, but just trying to like, I see, th- I hear things in um, a fuller way now and try to um, think about that when I song right and not, not try to like, you know, duplicate things or you know just like copy what i'm hearing but just to have an idea of especially where music's at right now and um you've grown curious to,
0: about the details.
1: Yes. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. And then yeah, obviously it's always going to be my spin and like my experiences and my feelings, but then on top of that, how do i how do i make it relevant and like like the stuff that i like to listen to mm. on a daily basis.
0: Music's now at this point, in my opinion, where we are seeing what you would call the fading of the lines of genres. hmm So the most ridiculous over-the-top example, but relevant, would be you look at the biggest song in the world in 2019. One of the biggest songs of all time statistically. It's Old Town Road.
3: hmm
0: It's a country rap song. Mm-hmm. You know, it had the whole controversy around it, too, where it wasn't making the country charts because they're like, is it country or isn't it? Yeah. It, it? It's it's all over the place. And now you see and you could even draw it back to great producers starting to work with major mega stars in the pop line, whether it be a Rihanna or a Taylor Swift or something like that. You could draw it back to there and say, like, at some point musicians who came up doing a certain type of music, or what we think was a certain type of music, began to experiment saying, hey, I really fuck with that sound over there, or hey, Mm -hmm. I really love that sound over there, let me try it. Mm -hmm. And for you, do you ever feel like, I mean, you were in a punk rock band, I mean, that was way off the map for you, and that wasn't exactly your speed, but do you ever feel like, okay, I just made a song that's a piano and, and kind of a traditional melodic voice, fuck, I'd like to make a trap song. That's a ridiculous example, but do you ever get that spaghetti against the wall to use your words yeah. in, in your mind about music?
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I'm still in the very early stages, and so, but I love all kinds of different music. I love country music. Um, I don't know if I would ever go full country, but maybe like a Taylor Swift kind of country. I would like use as as a um genre that I would mm-hmm. feel that I would fit into um, a little bit, or. I don't know like a Chelsea Cutler, but I also love rap music. I probably will never do rap music, but um I would love to like dabble in
0: Once upon kinds a of time genres. you sang a pretty fucking good hook for what should be a rap song though.
1: Oh yeah, but that wasn't me rapping. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't me rapping. But that was that but was yeah. born for someone to drop bars in three yeah, verses. Yeah, and there. that
1: would be awesome and so fun. Like I I love all different kinds of music, so if I can dip my toes in different stuff, I would love that.
0: Well, with this song in particular, that you just put together and you're working on two others and I, I love seeing this I mean from afar I've always wanted to see you write music I'm I'm a writer myself not a music writer but I've always seen that same sort of creativity in you but it's such a personal process and as much as I would want to see you do it or encourage you to do it it's something you got to bring out of yourself mm-hmm. and you did that
1: it was kind of one of those things going back to piano lessons and i was like. Do your lesson, right. do your lesson. You were like, write music, write music. Write music, music I'm like, write music. Listen, yeah. it's not that easy.
0: I know, I know. <laughs> I but just
1: can't do it one day. Do you
0: notice something, though? What? I shut the fuck up.
1: I know you did. I and didn't then even finally text you like,
0: about the word music for about, not quite a year, but almost a year. Yeah, I
2: know.
0: I would look at the watch. I stopped looking at your TikTok that mm-hmm. I set up for you.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I was like, she gonna do it or she ain't. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me the first verse and bass chord progression progression of the chorus of that song and I gotta tell you, I will never forget opening that up mm-hmm. because it was like 11 o'clock at night on a Friday night I was sitting here, outlining an episode tired as fuck had my phone on Do Not Disturb Happen to look at it I was like, oh fuck, am I, am I really gonna open this I, do I need to deal with this <laughs> And at 3.30 a.m., I was still fucking pacing this room, listening to it on volume 60, just bumping it around the whole house like, oh, my God, it happened. Because it wasn't just lyrics. I mean, we'd always wanted to – I knew you could write lyrics. I mean, I'd seen you write the lyrics the one time, and they were fucking unreal. And I knew you had it in you. But also adding the bottom of it. Adding the guitar and, and putting this beautiful melodic level to a song that was so fucking raw. I was like, wow. Well,
1: thanks. I, at first I was like, he's my cousin. He has to say this. No. But then, yeah. I mean, it's I'll mean, i tell
0: cow. you if you suck. <laughs> I want people to tell me when I suck. But it
1: was one of those situations you were like, do it, do it, do it. And I finally did it. And I was like, all right, here you go. And so I figured you were going to be happy with whatever
0: no but I, I almost like i was like oh god
1: after a while you still kept with it and i was like I mean, maybe he's like really
0: i figured you would, you were here. sending me something you had done in like 10 minutes saying like i finally did something like participation trophy, <laughs> turn in turn in the homework like I 10 mean, days late of, i but, think
1: in that thing i only had like a verse and a chorus right
0: but the the entire first verse was done and the lyrics like made my heart stop Uh-oh. and the way <laughs> the, like we never touched the verses, and how to do those. Mm -hmm. You had the verse progression, including the music below it, completely done. That never got touched. But what happened next, and I think that this is interesting, is you got right on it. I didn't expect that. I kind of expected you to be pulled back again and be like, oh, I don't know, like that whole thing you were talking about earlier, like, oh, it might suck, I don't know. But you came over here two nights later, And we sat in here for 10 hours almost and just went line by line, bar bar by bar, discussing the song. We have a lot of it on camera, which I think that's some really compelling documentary content on how the song came together. But when it was all said and done, you put together a four minute and 20 second just beautiful melody and every lyric in there, every single word. Came from you.
1: I think I said that to you at one point when when you were like, I think you maybe you had just placement lyrics in something. Oh, those
0: were bullshit lyrics. I know, I was and, not and serious. you said
1: that up front, and that's like fine. But I, from that point, I was like, I think I need to do the lyrics at least like ninety five percent, just because
3: it, it will
1: feel more real. I know, but I'm saying like in the future, or whatever, like it's gonna feel more genuine because it's coming from my experience like you could know all about you know whatever the song's about but i feel like the feelings because because i was the one that went through it are obviously going to be more genuine coming from me versus from somebody else does that make sense
0: well it totally totally by the way but i want to touch on what you just said mm-hmm. the feelings of the song where what was going on, and you don't have to go into stuff you don't want to go into, but whatever you can or are comfortable talking about, what was going on that spurred this and brought out the rawness that created the song?
1: Um, specifically, like, I Wish Yesterday Was a Dream, the opening line of the song, that was, it was either that day or like that weekend, that like, an event happened in my life that kind of culminated from a lot of different things that have been happening. And um, the feeling was, like, so strong. So I that's where I started, right? So that's the opening line. I wish yesterday was a dream. And then what that yesterday that I'm talking about, that day meant was a lot of different things for me. And so, I mean, I think that a lot of the themes in the song are, like, sadness and sorrow over, mm-hmm. like, losing someone or losing a relationship or something and then there's also a feeling of like relief and like triumph like for me it was because that relationship was was pretty toxic in my life so um once I finally realized that I don't have to deal with that and I can you know create that boundary and say I don't I don't like deserve to deal with this and I, can, I don't have to put up with it that was like the um, the lyric about feeling free I mean so it's kind of a range of things and it's it's from a lot of different experiences and emotions throughout like years of my life but um, that was one moment where like that day happened and then from that day I kind of started to say, say you know what I don't have to deal with this and I'm going to make that decision for myself and so the song is kind of like born out of that decision and what led up to that.
0: When you came here to work on it, it was like a day later. It was one or two days later. Like, right away, we did it. Yeah, And we we went in that weekend and basically finished the song. But when when you came to do it, you walked in here and you were still very upset. I mean, you were, like, even, like, short with me. Just just very, very clearly, like, a lot of shit going on in your life. And I was like, wow, okay. I understand where this song's coming from. Mm -hmm. But when you finished the song... And when you heard it, even the first time when it was still a draft and it was, you know, on very shitty audio, but just put together all in one. Did that take some of the weight off for you and and almost, I don't want to say take it away, it, does, it doesn't do that. But was it therapeutic in a way that you were like, wow, okay, I just rose above that a little bit and something came of it and there's good that came out of this situation?
1: Yeah, I think it's that and also... From that decision I made to like, you know, just move on from that and like choose for myself to be, to be a happier version of myself, I think a culmination of that has been therapeutic for me. Um, But I I'm happy that the song happened because um, now I kind of have it as a as a little mini story and a little like mini piece of my life. And I what I feel like happened a couple months ago like i think that'll be a big life event for me and so I'm, I'm happy that i have the song and that i kind of packaged it up in a little bow of that experience and like it's a good little like reminder and then you know yeah therapeutic to like get over it and move on to a new chapter
0: yeah well you've also i don't know hit it four or five different times here but right before that answer you were talking about the personal personalness it's not a word, but you understand what I mean the how personal lyrics are and how much how it's important to you that it's coming it's coming from here and, mm-hmm. and it's coming from you specifically you know it we've always talked about what how Tom has always preached self-contained artists that's what he worked with mm-hmm. his whole career right and and he worked with all these amazing 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 game changing people but for you, could you ever see yourself living in both worlds, where you're writing a lot of music, but also having music that may make sense and is relevant to you, written with other great 100%, writers? Yeah, sure. I
1: think one song actually by Len and Stella. Um, what's it called? I'm so bad with song names, but there's there's one song, and the music video is like her sitting in a field. It's about her. Oh yeah. What, what is that song, that song called? Song? I'm um, gonna look it up really quick. It's um, that's an
0: amazing song. It's like. It's the one with all the pictures from her whole childhood And now she like, had out. to grow up fast and yes. things like that. What the heck is that called? And that's such a... Up. You want to talk about a simple song.
1: Yeah. Older Than I Am.
0: Older Than I Am. Yeah.
1: That's, that's a song that like I relate to in a lot of ways. And I'm like, I would have loved to sing that song and yeah. perform that song. Even though someone else wrote it, and I know someone else wrote it with her too. I That, that actually sorry, hearing that song, I, it prompts me to look into who wrote it. Cause I was like, this is such an awesome song. Like I relate to it so much, whatever. I wonder if she wrote it. And so I looked it up and it was her and I want to say her name's Emily, the songwriter. Um, and, um, it just kind of put the idea into my head that, Oh yeah, like songwriters exist, like, yeah. and, and they're great. And you, there's so many songs like that that I relate to, and I'm like, almost every lyric f- could fit my life perfectly. But um, I guess I've just never firsthand experienced someone writing a song for me, and like, you know,
0: there's a huge difference. And I, I, I don't want to take a shot at Drake here because I have a ton of respect for Drake, and mm-hmm. he's incredibly talented, and he just he puts out hits like crazy. But Drake makes a lot of jams he makes a lot of songs that are about you know particular normal type themes that were put together probably with some input from him but by a team of writers that he has around him all the time and he's putting them out all the time guys a workhorse there's a huge difference between that though and putting out a song that has depth to it Mm -hmm. and this is where when you're working with writers you can run into problems if it's not a personal relationship yeah like when when you see with adam and i were also talking about post malone and i don't think we talked about this on the episode but we were going through beforehand about like his process Mm -hmm. he bought a fucking house in utah got away from it built his own studio in there and for hollywood's bleeding i mean they recorded 55 songs and he's got five, six writers, and they're in there the entire time with him, studying his vibe and talking through life and talking through things to make it personal. Mm-hmm. So when it comes out, yes, of course, he has a heavy hand in the writing. But yeah. the guys who are writing with him, they
1: get you know him. know him in and out, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was thinking about that because I tried my hand at therapy in like high school, and um, I, at that time, something I learned about myself is that I – had trouble talking about the like deep things that I was going through and I, I couldn't seem to make out in words like how I was feeling. Eventually it like happened but that was at first like a big problem and so I've always thought like if I had a therapist that was a songwriter and I could just tell her everything and then they like come out with these songs that are you know so personal to me but say it in a better way that I sometimes can or say things that i've been feeling but didn't know how to say like that's that would be perfect i don't know if that happens <laughs> well <laughs> music, music is therapy yeah it's funny
0: you say that it, it totally is therapy mm-hmm. i mean it, you think about it so many musicians come from these tortured backgrounds or or but no seriously I, I i know i know <laughs> yes. but I'm, I'm i'm making a i'm making an overall point that's right. why that's why you see some tragedy with musicians because their writing and their performing is a getaway mm-hmm. you know and even for people who aren't in a tragic situation right yeah. and and there's a lot most aren't right you mm-hmm. get what i mean though mm-hmm. even even if you're not from that Everyone still has their skeletons in the closet. Everyone still has their things that they go through in life, where it's like, "Fuck, I really got knocked down here. Shit's going, shit's going on." And and I, it, you even have moments where you're like, "I don't know if I can go on." It's it's human, right? And you draw on that to create.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, um, like when I was in high school and stuff, and like going through things, I I didn't write music at all. But I totally get that. Um, there are certain songs that I relate to on such a level and they were kind of therapeutic for me at the time. Like and I don't know if it was maybe a subconscious of I'm not alone in this. Like whoever wrote this song was clearly going through something similar and that maybe I found comfort in that. I don't know. But that was more my therapy, like in the moment of like the thick of what I was going through in high school. But like now I feel um more mature, maybe, and more like ready to talk about it from my own personal experience and maybe that is part of like what changed and what led me to like finally try my hand at songwriting
0: do you feel like more writings just coming a lot easier now like as far as the spurs of those moments just because you have one under your belt
1: yeah like obviously the the hardest part is to start Mm -hmm. when you're writing an essay i would always leave the intro to the end because i knew like what i wanted to write about but i didn't know how to start it and so yeah it's the same thing. It's just like now that I did it, I'm like, okay, I maybe I'm not so bad at this. I'll keep trying. And as like things come up in my life now, I'm like, I think that a good way to help get through it is writing it in a song. And so it's it's kind of been a new like, if you want to call it therapeutic like method of dealing with things. But, Music's your diary. Yeah. Now it is.
0: Yeah. I love that. That's great. Well, are you going to play this song for us or what?
1: <laughs> yeah. You want to hear it? I mean, you have heard it. Do you want to yes. hear it like officially? <laughs> I would like to hear it again. Okay. Yeah. All I'll right. play it.
0: Let me uh, You get it out. I'll EQ you. Okay. <sighs> yeah.
1: Am I supposed
0: to put the earphones back on? Oh, you don't have to. Can you, <gasps> first of all, pull that bitch real in tight. Yep. No. Did I move or did the No, that's good. That's good. Now move the mic, tilt it down a little. Yeah, yeah. That's perfect. That's a good angle. Okay. All right, now just sing something for like fifteen, twenty seconds, anything. I just wanna hear I'm I'm gonna fuck with the volume later, but I wanna EQ some of this now on the board. What's the name of the song last time it's a beautiful name
1: oh, thanks i wonder who thought of it <laughs>
0: yeah wow well, that guy's a genius Oh
1: my gosh. did you get that on on film when we did that
0: i i think i did it may be in the documentary oh, it might be in there stay
1: tuned i don't stay know tuned. i don't know it's was, it was, it
0: was a great moment of creativity
1: mm-hmm. it was anyway. really it was a good discussion we had about that it and was we came to a, a good conclusion i think we did we a did good decision. but you actually ready Yes. Yes. This is last time. Okay. (laughs) All
0: right. You're on. I wish
2: yesterday.
0: Sidney DiBernardo, last time, that's how you make a fucking song. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody.